baby, do you see what you can't see to what you can relate? I could be your guide when the twilight comes down hard again. We'll take a little dive into my mind, backstroke and save, save it for the night when you're tongue tied, giving your guess away. Hello, good day, everybody. You're here with Slim Radio. I'm sitting here in front of the lovely and amazing artist, someone. And no, I'm not being cheeky. <laughs> it's the artist, someone, um, also known as uh, Tessa, sitting in front of me. Thank you for coming and playing, uh, yeah, to begin with, such a dope-ass, dancey tune. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. I'm very happy to be here. Amazing. This song, like, um, in the intro, you said that it was about... Uh, escapism yeah well i gotta say this song really made me escape into this <laughs> desert field all by myself even though we're in such a cold country Excellent. it just made me esca escape into this uh, sahara vibe where <laughs> we're just dancing by your by yourself well that is the general incentive so that's good how is this song to do with like because uh, you you perform with a with a whole band sometimes yes, as well right usually, yeah. is this one of the more like dancey tunes no it's a repertoire? chill one yeah it's like well we start with like a real psychedelic space mm -hmm. from the keyboard from Darius the keyboard player and he creates this sort of weird <laughs> weird vibe Amazing. and then we have this sort of then the, the, the beat comes in and it's just really chill we actually started playing this song um, it's the most recent song that we've started playing live and it's such a nice addition to the set because every time we start we're just like Ugh. 
Yeah, mm. that's yeah. You know, I wouldn't have thought that it would be one of the chill songs. Yeah. Just because of the subject matter, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And because I was really feeling it, you know. Yeah. I know if you looked up, but I was busting some I, some moves. I I rarely rarely look up when I play solo because I'm so focused. But I could see from the corner of my <laughs> eye, upper corner of my eye. <laughs> Does it ever distract you when you look up during like a song where you look up and you see something weird and then you're like, oh? That's actually seriously why I tend not to look up because I am very impressionable person, mm. and if I look at somebody, I immediately feel something about that person. Um, like anything it could be like oh you're enjoying this or oh are you distracted or oh and it just throws me sometimes unless i'm like really unless it's a really long show and i've had time to like really warm up but in general i could tend to go into my little my little head space just because people people leave big impressions on me yeah i feel that that's a that's a that's a pretty cool quality you know that people's energy rubs off on you in that uh, it in does that way. it does And a crowd can be quite puzzling, right? Especially yeah, if you're like yeah. multiple people and you look at somebody. Because everybody, if you have like a crowd of people listening to a song, even if everybody is enjoying it, everybody will have like a different way to enjoy it. Totally. And different countries have different ways. And like yeah. the, the Dutch are, of course, like pretty, <laughs> pretty stony. And uh, but uh, like the Germans are really freaking loud. Yeah. And then the French, they, they take a while to convince Mm. So they're really stony they're, they're cold skeptic. at the beginning. And then when they're into it, they're crazy into it. So that's really oh, funny. Shit. They have the biggest like woof during the set. So with the French, if you have them like exceeding this point, like the tipping point, yeah. then you're in, then you're golden. We had this set we played in um, Supersonic in, in, in Paris. It's this really cool underground club. It's tiny. Shout and, out. Yeah. And uh, we started the set and people were just sort of like, uh, who's this? Dutch band Ooh, we're French we don't and uh, yeah, but, and we were playing and, and I was like oh I have to do something to get them interested or something and then we played uh, we were coming up to a song called um, Once More With Feeling which is about bad sex so mm. I said well this song is about bad sex and at the word sex whole freaking room I don't know what it is with French people but everyone was like excuse me excuse me <laughs> what did you just say and from that moment on they were hooked and it was fine and it was great <laughs> Oh, you really tipped them. You're, you really, you you really swayed the crowd. I did, and it was all to do with sex. Bad sex, Damn. or bad. Oh, that's very relatable to our French people, apparently. <laughs> apparently, they're like bad sex. Oh my god, what is that? Please tell me more. <laughs> I need the details. So then they're actually willing to listen to your cause exactly because oh, all your songs are in English as well. Yes, right? exactly. It's my first language, so it kind of mm. makes sense. Yeah, you're. It's your first language. Were yes. you were you were you born in another country? Then the I was born and raised here in Amsterdam. Oh, yes. So um, I have English parents, but mm. just uh, went to Dutch school. All my friends are Dutch, but I just drink a lot of PG tips and watch BBC. <laughs> That's my weird bubble. <laughs> and the dinner table converse, dinner table conversations are all in English as well. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So proper native. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think the French are always a little bit uh, hard to convince to uh, listen they to the are. English. They're probably in the first song, they're like, ah, this isn't French, fuck. No, like, what am I doing here? But I love the French. Actually, it's my, it's my, my like, I really, really, really want to play more in France because mm. I do feel like that's a place that um, once that once I connect, I really feel like I, yeah. the music connects there. It's mm. really weird to feel like in certain countries when it does and when it doesn't. Yeah. Um, I was totally got to do with the type of venue obviously and the kind sure. of festival you're doing but um yeah france is definitely a place I'd like to so come on do you speak a little bit of french 
Actually, I'm reading Harry Potter in French right now. Oh my god! Yes. Does it does it work out for you? I love it. You know what the French word is for a magic wand? No. A baguette magique. Oh no! Yes. That you're making that I up. Kid you're you making not. that up. I kid you not. Don't fuck with me right they now. They call it a freaking baguette, and sometimes they <laughs> sometimes they even drop out the magique. They don't even add the magique. It's just baguette. <laughs> Voldemort <laughs> waving his terrifying baguette. Can it get any more French than that? <laughs> I would, how did, they're like okay we need to claim this one thing for ourselves how are we gonna name it what about baguette baguette we, I don't think we have a word named that yet let's just put that down weren't the first time when you were reading it like baguette magic weren't you like what the fuck is this yes I took a picture and sent it to all my friends that is crazy it's brilliant isn't it I love the it. French they, they do be stunting sometimes they, they, they do be <laughs> super lovely and even if you speak like a little little bit of French I feel like with French people If you people are always like, yeah, French people are blah blah blah, and they don't like you if you don't speak French. If you speak like the tiniest smidge of French yeah. and you try, they're always so amazed. They're like, oh, what the fuck? I know. I had like uh, we we did um uh, opening show for Asgear mm -hmm. in uh, in the I can't remember the venue in in Paris as well. And um, opening shows are always difficult because people didn't yeah. come to see you, so you kind of have to do something to get you them to need, listen. You, you to need to sway them. You exactly. Know, they don't know the music or nothing. Exactly. So I just <clears throat> practiced really hard a little bit of French text that basically I, I said in French. I'm really sorry. I don't speak very good French, but um, <laughs> I'm going to do this in English if that's okay with you guys. And that was cool. And then they were all like, "Yay! <laughs> speak more French." I was like, "No." <laughs> They're like we oui, oui. <laughs> baguette magic. <laughs> All the Harry Potter fans in the yeah, back going wild. I know, I know, so many unnecessary words. Damn, I'm I'm for sure gonna check out uh, the French Harry Potter, uh, you know, brilliant. version. Check if they use that actually. Yes, that would be amazing, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be amazing. All this, all this talk about uh, baguettes got me hungry for. <laughs> It's almost dinner time. <laughs> It's almost dinner time, you know. Ooh. Made me really hungry for another for another song. Do, do you think you, you still got something up your sleeve? Or uh... Oh, I don't know. Oh, no, no. Don't. Of course. Oh, oh shit. Yes. <laughs> Let's get it, please. Yes. So uh, the next song is uh, not one of my songs, actually. And I don't usually play covers, but I love this one. It's by uh, Daniel Johnston who's mad genius, was a mad genius. He died last year, which is sad. Um, and it's called True Love Will Find You in the End. True love will find you in the end And you'll find out who was your friend Don't be sad, I know you will Just don't give up until True love finds you in the end This is a promise with a catch Only if you're looking will it find you Cause true love 
searching to But how could he recognize you Unless you step out into the light, the light, the light Don't be sad, I know you will Just don't give up until True love finds you in the end Tessa, thank you for uh, playing such an amazing uh, cover song. You said that you don't usually play covers that that often. No, not really. What what drove you to to play this one? Um, actually, I was watching a really brilliant documentary on Daniel Johnson. It's called The Devil and Daniel Johnson, mm. and it's really good because it's not only about him as an artist and his. Well, it's also very much about like mental issues and mm. the kind of weight of genius and where it c- that it can sometimes come from a kind of. Uh, unsteady yeah an unsteady mind Mm, Um, and it's really 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 interesting and very tragic story and he wrote this song for like a girl that he was completely in love with since high school and you know that he that was the love of his life uh, according to this documentary Um, and you know she he kind of had these sort of a little bit autistic vibes so he didn't really ever register that that wasn't mutual or something and, mm. that, and then he writes such a beautiful song about it all about yeah. how you will find it and and he d- didn't which is just so sad and that it just stuck in my sad. head and I, then i was like okay, i have to record this so there's a yeah. uh, i recorded it with um <laughs> with my uh boyfriend on piano and my ex-boyfriend on uh cello which is quite amazing interesting. amazing it's kind of fits they were the both subject like, matter like the first per- like your boyfriend is like yeah and your ex-boyfriend is like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no! Thank goodness. No, it's been ten years, so I think I think we're okay. But uh, people be yeah. petty. <laughs> then no, he's not. He's he's got he's got a lovely new girl, so he's got all the reason not to be. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Yeah, this um, like I feel like each song is different, of course. So the first song, I was like, I was like dancing. I was uh, I was also watching you perform, and in this song, like you you hit the first chords, and I just felt like I need to close my eyes and really Aww. and really listen to this song because <clears throat> to me it felt super emotional you know yes because 
um, even though this is a, a song written by him and he has this tragic story with yeah. his girl, everybody is in a sense looking for this true love. You yeah. know? Everybody. So it's so Definitely. it's so relatable. Totally. Yeah. Uh, and there was this one part in the song going on about uh, tattoo you that it's gonna find you or you need to find it. Yeah. You've got to be open to it. I think that's a really good lyric. Yeah. Have you ever felt like you found true love? I do. I think I have actually. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really nice, nice, nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I feel like some people are are a bit like um, they feel like if if uh, true if it's not right now then yeah. they feel like the true love was never real. Yeah. Are you one of those people, or can you look back on something and be like, okay, yeah, that was that was true love as well? Oh, definitely. I don't. I. I. <clears throat> I don't believe in fate. So I, I believe in whatever is truth at that moment for you emotionally is truth. And yeah. it's not that it wasn't meant to be. That's no, it just didn't go that way then. Yeah. But that doesn't make it less real at the time. No, for sure. Had you ever heard this song before you, you watched the documentary? No. No, 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 no. no. Cause Daniel Johnson is a really weird artist. Like he has a pretty abrasive voice and it's not something that you'll like slide into easily mm. so it was really the whole story that kind of got me fascinated and got me to really appreciate it yeah i need to check him out what What do you mean by an abrasive voice you'll understand yeah <laughs> i'll probably understand the second i hear it I'll be watch like, oh. the documentary seriously it will it will add so much more to the picture cool should i watch it before i listen to his music you maybe think? maybe and then go watch all of his performances on youtube Mm. Oh, I need to see him live as well. Yes. Okay. I'm very excited for this ar- for this artist now. Did he? But he died very tragically. It's it's a it's a sad story. Yeah, so. It's a sad story. So I need to prepare myself. Yes, you have to mentally prepare. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna take I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take a few minutes be- or like a few hours of mental preparation before I go Good. watch the documentary. I think that's very sensible. You know, uh, pack the tissues and uh, <laughs> and everything. Did you shed a tear? Um, no, I didn't shed a tear, but I'm I'm quite. Okay. I, I keep my emotions on the inside with these kind of things. I cry heavily on the inside. Mm. It takes a while before it comes out with me. Yeah, now I'm gonna feel like an emotional wreck when I when I go watch the country. <laughs> <laughs> Just cry no my judging, eyes out. No judging. No <laughs> judging. Cool. It was a super lovely cover. It really, um, yeah. It really, it really did. Yeah, I was listening to it. Like I said, I closed my eyes. I really was feeling it. I felt very, Thanks. I felt very emotional afterwards. It's a. Uh, it's a song with a very uh, with a lot of emotional uh, feel to it, and yeah, like I said, super relatable to to everyone. To everyone, you know, everybody's looking to find this true love. Yes, this is true. And here at Slim Radio, we're looking to find this true love, true music. So, <laughs> I know what you're gonna ask. <laughs> do you? Yeah, do you know? I think I know what you're gonna ask. <laughs> okay, okay, take a guess. If I should play another song, Ooh, damn. shall we do it? Yeah, you, you, yeah, you, yeah, you should. All sure. right, let's go. <laughs> and um, it's called Two Satellites. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 dun. Read the signs. I think about it. Oh, but this 
Yes. Third song. Yes. You never cease to amaze me. Ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the song is called Two Satellites. Yes. What is it about? Ha. Um, it's about so space fascinates me and I really like to use like the metaphor of space and things in space because it's so huge and massive mm. to represent things that are really small. Um like us <laughs> and two satellites is basically about this sort of the 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 quickness with which we can make uh, 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 connections between us between people and then mm. how quickly they just sort of disappear and, and then we reach out to new people and sometimes it sort of feels like you're just co constantly latching onto new people and then letting go and it doesn't really mean anything that can be quite mm. frustrating in a way or sort of like the idea that we're just constantly just Um, orbiting around each other and not really making meaningful connections that yeah. kind of that kind of feeling so the making the connection with people and then it kind of floats away again and yeah you, you go into this dance with somebody else and then it just kind of goes again yeah exactly this really sounds to me like the feeling you get when uh when traveling you know yeah when being in different places you meet these people and you're like yo if you would live in my hometown would be best friends exactly and then it's like 
Nice to meet but you. But I will never <laughs> see you again. And it, but but in a way, because it's not a negative song. It's not about like that. That's a bad thing because mm. it's also a really interesting thing that that we can do that. That we can like for a really short period of time really connect with somebody and really feel something. But then then it's gone. Yeah. So um. So and then it can feel like it wasn't very genuine or wasn't very deep, but. Maybe it was, and this just the fact that it doesn't last doesn't make it less valid. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I feel like in the end, all you have is these moments, you know. Mm. So even if you meet somebody and it's just for a day, and then they float out of your life, you still share this super amazing moment. Exactly. And then sometimes in hindsight, it can be like, well, what was this? You know, was this real? Was this friendship? But in the moment, it, it was. Yeah. Just like you said earlier, like the the, the emotion that you have at the time is, is like the truth. Yeah, exactly. That's the most valid. That. Exactly. Yeah, this dance. What? So you say that you really like to use space. I knew this because I, of course, know the title of your album. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Orbit 2 is the name, yes. right? Yeah. So when did you first get into this idea of using space and implementing it in music? Because it's such a broad super fascinating like giant thing you, there's know. so many things you can use you know well um i am also a graphic artist so mm. i make art as well a visual art and the visual side inspired me first so i've always loved science fiction and i've always loved making pictures with starry skies and 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 planets and it's it's mm. w the art i make is very sort of geometric and sort of cubist surrealist I don't really like it when things are very clear what they are, just sort of a, a suggestion of something, but yeah. very colorful as well. And um, and I think it kind of came together when I started playing a lot more synthesizers mm. and you just sort of create these sounds that aren't, you can't immediately put your finger on it, what it is. And mm. that can have something really sort of cosmic and, and yeah. really cool. And I think that's kind of where it started coming together for for me that okay so the next bunch of songs i'm gonna write are gonna be um space inspired so it actually came together in your visual art and in yeah. sound yeah definitely that's super dope yeah it's synthesizers for real are such a trip you know oh i love them you can just press something and be like damn spaceship. yeah yeah some synthesizers <laughs> i understand and some i don't and then i go to great lengths to not understand them because mm. i love the whole fact that you're just like don't know what i'm gonna hear when i press this button oh shit uh <laughs> that was not very interesting okay cool next thing whoa oh my god that's me and i love that i love the the unpredictability of it but i mean i ha i have a bunch that obviously i I do know through and through yeah. and they they're just incredible instruments yeah and you use so you use uh, in the in in a sense you use the sounds of the synthesizers to to create like the atmosphere of maybe space or like the sounds yeah. and how does this uh how does this influence like the whole thematic of space how does it influence how you write your your lyrics and uh well for me i mean everyone writes songs differently so some people yeah. start with lyrics you have people that walk around with notebooks and write down sentences yeah. i have so much respect for that because that's not how i write i write very much from the music mm. and from the uh actually often from a beat or a sort of rhythm yeah um and uh i kind of i often have this thing that i, I write a melody and i have play that like on loop for like half a day and then i kind of sit down with myself and i'm like okay what this what is this song about 
And then I'll spend ages on the lyrics. It's not like the lyrics are less important. They just come later. Yeah. So usually, almost always, uh, it's the music first. And then I try and sort of catch my subconscious out. And I'm like, what am I trying to say with these sounds? I think I already know, but I yeah, need to figure yeah. it out. So you really, that's a super interesting way of, uh, of writing songs to go with the music first. But then also the sounds or the vibe of what you have put down really inspires the lyrics. Exactly. Yeah, right. I'm, I, I produce all my own material as well. And lots Dope. of people see production and songwriting as two separate things. You have people that go and sit down with a guitar, record a bunch of voice m memos on their phone and then go into the studio. And yeah. that can be incredibly useful for a songwriting sort of masterclass perspective. Um, I have written like that before as well. But I really just enjoy doing it, doing the production and the songwriting, letting them weave in together oh, yeah. and have it sure. build up like that i think i, I think that. that's in the end um i think that's a that's a very good way to do it because like doing it i also have a lot of respect for people that can just write something and then they just do the music or whatever but it's super hard if you write something to be like how do i match the music with this yeah. you know i think it's it's harder than doing it the other way around i kind of think so but then i think that a lot of people that start off with the lyrics do sometimes have more um unexpected melodies sometimes because they're following mm. a different structure so yeah. i think that's very cool it's what it's something that i've Ooh, always yeah. wanted to try it's just i can't do it yet <laughs> <laughs> you should for sure try it and check how it works for you you know yeah. maybe it's like this whole new thing maybe it works out in melodies but not so much as lyrics you yeah. know it could i guess i feel like sometimes when you write something and you're like okay i need music with it it's just like But how is it gonna sound? Like, yeah. and then you just kind of have to uh, make a compromise. Like, okay, do I do it on this? Like, yeah. Okay, but you'll try it, and then you let me know how it how it goes. Deal. Okay, cool. So, <laughs> you just did three songs. Yes. Killed, killed all three of them. Yes, thank you. Do you think? Do you think you would you would you would dare to you know pick up the guitar one last time? Definitely. Yeah. Yes, of course. I'm okay. here now. Let's um, go. <laughs> amazing. <laughs> So, uh, the next song is called The Deep. Leave the light on next time. 
easily Leave the light on Next time that you dive in To the deep The deep Deep Oh, the deep Deep Tessa, I yeah. gotta say, four in a row. <laughs> you know, it's as if you were playing four in a row and you just won the game. Thank you very much. You did it. Thank <laughs> you. The song was called Deep, um, right? Yes, The Deep. But the Deep. The Deep. Okay, yes. cool. Glad I asked you to. <laughs> but uh, I was listening to it and I and I was like halfway, I was like, Mia, I think I should also close my eyes for this, for this one. It mm. also felt like a very emotional song. Very. It's also of the, of the album you said. Yeah. Tell me something about this this uh, this song. What does it make you feel? What did, what was the feeling going into this song and playing it and writing it? So this song is about actually a friend of mine who um, constantly gets into um, relationships with uh, people that are going to hurt her. Mm. And it's very clear at the beginning. And she keeps doing it again and again and again. And every time it happens, I'm there and, you know, I'll pick up the broken pieces. But it's it's this sort of, this kind of feeling of, oh, there we go again. It's happened again. And every time the heartbreak is is just as strong and every time it feels like her world's collapsed. And every time, like the song says, sudden as it came, now you're on your own again. And that kind of constant. But then also, and this is something that I think is beautiful about her, is she doesn't stop her from giving herself completely next time mm. around. It's like the whole slate is completely cleared and she's forgotten about it again and she'll go for it and that is beautiful i think it's amazing but it is also quite exhausting for her um and that that is kind of what what the song is about and this sort of wallowing also in self-pity which can be a really nice thing to do mm. if you're feeling really sorry for yourself to just feel really sorry for yourself mm. actively just go in the bed put on your your playlist of super emotional and just songs cry. And just, just cry just make it worse <laughs> open up that wound yeah i have so much respect for people that can really have their heart on their sleeve like that you mm. know even though it's just like it is it is sometimes painful to see especially yeah. if you know like ah because you cannot warn somebody for this no nope. but it's such a like you say it's such a beautiful it's such a beautiful uh, aspect of a person to to be like, yo, I can just put my heart in this. Yeah. And if I get hurt, I take it. Yeah. And then I, I'm sad for a while. And yeah. then I go back in, ag in again. 
it's amazing i think it's really i think it's a really powerful thing to be able to do that yeah and you're really living yeah because you're so you're so vulnerable you know? i know you're so vulnerable yeah and being vulnerable i think is the the most scary thing in love yeah. i think it's like leaving yourself open for that hurt that's why people have a have a dif- difficulty to connect i think i think so i think being vulnerable is actually one of the most powerful things you can be in life yeah i think um I, I, th- I definitely most of my life had a real trouble with that because I'm a perfectionist. So I never mm. wanted to ever give ever the impression that I might have done something wrong or I might have failed at something. And actually growing up a little bit more, I'm 28 now and I'm not 20 anymore. And I feel like I can f- openly fail now sometimes. Mm. And that's cool. That doesn't do anything with my self-worth or my worth in the eyes of others. In fact, we all fail all the time yeah and we're all doubting ourselves all the time and the the earlier you realize that that that's cool (laughs) and that's just life and then you a sort of rest come can come over you and you can just sort of live with it yeah for sure i also think it really helps against playing it safe Mm because you know if you always do the things that you know you can do you will never fail no or maybe you will, but even then it's okay. But you never will. But no, if you but start you'll never be on an adventure either. Exactly, exactly. So do, do you think in a sense that you that you take away from uh, your friend in, in that she does, uh, is able to to just um, put her heart on the on the table like that and yeah. just be, be heard and be... I think it's beautiful. Yeah, I definitely, I find her very inspiring in that sense. I don't know if I can be like that. Because yeah. it's very opposite of my nature, but um, definitely, I, it's very inspiring to see someone live like that. Yeah, have you ever like if you write a song like this with the, an inspiration that, uh, that's inspired by somebody in your life? Yeah. Do you tell them that? Or she do you, knows. Do you yeah, send yeah. them the song? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She <laughs> knows. I told her a bit later though because I felt like it was kind of rubbing it into like send it on the day itself. <laughs> it's just like I know you're wallowing in self pity, so I wrote a song about somebody who's wallowing in self pity. No, I told her. Uh. Actually, she found out herself, which is quite cool. Oh shit! We were playing it live with the band, and um, after the show, she came and she was like, "That song, that really hit me. That was really incredible. Is it about me?" And I was like. <laughs> uh, that is super wonderful that she found that out on I know own. it's the power of music yeah it's so crazy and also crazy reflective from her to be like so that is super wild yeah how did, did it change does it change for you to play such a song in front of the person that it's about of course does it make it different it makes it more intense yeah yeah you feel kind of responsible in a way so mm. it's like well then it's got to be fucking good today <laughs> can't mess this one up now <laughs> then the then the perfectionist nature the perfectionism comes, up, you're comes like, over. I better kill this. Yeah, definitely. Nah, you really did. This song was was super emotional. Also of the of the last al- of the last album you said. Yes. <sighs> I think everybody that hears this needs to go check out the album. <laughs> Thank you. Orbit two is the name. Yes. How many songs has it got? It's got ooh twelve, I think. 12. Yes, twelve. Yes. What is your um, what is your favorite song on the album? Oh God! Ooh. Oh, that's so difficult. Ooh. It changes. It changes like every week. I think probably "Forget Forgive" the last one. Okay, it's the smallest one, the most intimate one, and it was written and recorded in like five hours in the middle of the night in my home studio, and I was all alone and feeling really shit. Oh, and shit. that song came out, and it was 
magic. It was really weird. It's so weird. Some songs take forever to write. Like yeah. The Deep took really long to write. But Forget Forgive was just like, boom. It was like it was already there. In fact, I had a, po- a proper Paul McCartney moment that I had to ask everyone around, like, does this song already exist? Do you know this song? <laughs> Have you heard this melody? I think it already exists. And everyone was like, no, don't think so. <laughs> because I couldn't believe, because it, it formed so quickly. I was like, it has to be a memory. It can't be yeah. new. It was almost, then it's like a recorded freestyle almost. Yeah, exactly. You know? Totally. It's like, it was a real meditative <laughs> moment. And I'm I'm really happy that that also is the final production. It's just that moment. Everything that you hear on that recording is that night, somewhere in between one o'clock in the morning and six o'clock in the morning. That's it. It's the whole thing. Wonderful. I'm Thank I'm you. excited. I everybody listen to the album. Thank you. Shall I'm, I do a can I do a little promo promo? <laughs> Insta. So the floor is all yours. So obviously the name someone is not very Google friendly. Mm, so fair. you can find a bunch of like the album also comes with um, augmented reality artwork cards, which is a long story. But uh, um, so it's got a load of art um, included in the vinyl um, and you can go to someone's website dot com, mm. which I do not understand how nobody else <laughs> register that that is mine <laughs> so someone's website.com or on instagram someone's pictures or on facebook someone's music so there's many many options and um yeah race to the internet support someone don't get confused <laughs> you already got it at the beginning of the of the conversation tessa someone thank you thank, thank you for you the wonderful much. music for the wonderful conversation for the vibes and uh You know, if you're my friend and you hear this and you do not buy the album, we are not friends no more. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. All right, Slim Radio, we out.